Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, high school dropout, next hairdresser and salon owner turned PR and marketing expert and founder of the Peth Collective PR Agency. The Passion to Profit podcast is a conversational business podcast with a focus on marketing and PR to help business owners scale successfully, acquire more customers, increase your profits and become that desired go-to brand in your industry. So open your notepad on your phone, get out your pens and paper. You don't want to miss any of the following tips, tricks, and strategies that you're about to experience on the Passion to Profit podcast. Let's get started. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to Passion to Profit podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We've known each other now for quite a few years, and it's been such an honor to watch you grow your business and take it to that next level um, from when you purchased it to being one of these amazing, prestigious brands that is highly recognized and becoming recognized globally. So welcome. Thanks, Nikki, for having me. Um, Such kind words. I'm thrilled to be part of it. Thank you. So we're going to dive straight in today because we've got so much to get through. And I just want to give people insight into how big your business actually is and how you've managed to pivot it and how you've really become such a go-to brand in the space, especially in Western Australia or even Australia, and then how you're kind of expanding out globally through your online store. So we've got lots to get through to through. Let's dive straight into it and chat about your early days. What did you do before buying Dion for Brides and what led to buying Dion for Brides? Well, having a bridal business was certainly something that I had never imagined for myself. I was originally a primary school teacher and I have spent many years living overseas. I had 12 years living overseas, supporting my husband's career and raising our family. And back in 2016, we returned to Australia. Um, I was keen to find a new challenge, didn't love the idea of returning um, back to the classroom. And so after initially finding myself um, looking for a new challenge, I came across a business that sparked my interest. And six weeks later, I was the proud owner of two of the most, most well-known bridal stores in Perth. Amazing. And so, so just recapping, you had no experience in bridal. You hadn't worked on a bridal store floor. You hadn't, obviously you were married, but apart from that, there was no foundation. You hadn't owned a business prior. I had not owned a business prior. I had grown up in small business. My parents owned a small business. So I had certainly um, seen firsthand through my growing up and in my youth of how small business operated and how it was the backbone to certainly the world that I grew up in. Uh, But no, I have never owned my own business um, and never worked in bridal, never worked in retail, actually. So um, my experience was being a bride once. Once. <laughs> that was enough, it sounds like it. You're obviously ambitious and driven. And like you said, your um, background, having parents, which I did too, having a small business, I think that plays a huge part into our confidence and I guess knowledge of what would be involved to scale and grow a business. I think, um, you know, I feel very um, privileged now, all these years later, that I actually got to witness that. So that when I did jump into my first business, I knew it was going to take a lot of hard work. And I'd seen that through my parents. And I, I believe that's kind of what you're saying as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Work ethic was something that was very much instilled in me as a child. 
I saw my dad run a very successful, um, he was an electrical contractor. My mum supported him. She was a full-time teacher and then would come home and support him on the accounts and invoicing side of things. Um, We were taught at a very young age to answer the phone proficiently (laughs) and take messages because mobile phones didn't exist. So we were the stand-in secretaries and administration assistants So at a very young age, I was taught to answer the phone in a very professional manner because it was business related. So definitely that was instilled as instilled as me and the idea of hard work is will pay off. Yeah, absolutely. And I was the same. My mum as well worked, supported by dad. And then at night they do invoicing and we always had to know how to answer that phone correctly because back in the day it was a landline. So I think those early foundations definitely play a role in our success moving forward and growing our businesses. So take me inside, Dion. Currently, how many brands do you stock? How many dresses would you have on the floor? Just to give people that are listening a really well, an overview of how large Dion for Brides actually is and then also your other store. Yeah, Dion for Brides is a really exciting space. It's quite opulent in its large, expansive area. I think it's probably quite overwhelming for some of our customers when they walk into this little unknown area that from the street you don't know exists. And so it's like stepping into another world. And so it's really exciting to see that surprise as people come up the stairs into the world that we can offer them and they enter into when they come and experience our showroom. Uh, We currently house 18 brands at Dion for Brides. Um, Very proudly, some of the world's best known and most renowned bridal designers. And we currently stock in our showroom 303 bridal gowns for Perth brides to try and experience and hopefully fall in love with. And you can just imagine listening, um, you know, that amount of gowns hanging along walls. is It's just incredible. And like Lisa said, when you walk up those stairs to Dion and you're suddenly surrounded by all these beautiful opulent gowns, all lined up, all perfectly styled, it really is an oh my God moment. It's, um, yeah, it kind, kind of gives you goosebumps when you get up there and you're like, oh wow, it's just stepping into another world, which is amazing. And then how many staff do you have to help facilitate all your bridal appointments and obviously the running of the business? Yeah, we're quite a large organisation. We have uh, 15 staff that support um, across both businesses and we also employ four consultant dressmakers that work with us to do all of our in-house alterations. So, yeah, that's 19. That's a lot. That's a big business, 19 staff, especially in retail. I mean, retail we've seen a decline on obviously since COVID, but, I mean, where you are in bridal, obviously that was hit a little bit by COVID and how are you feeling about it now to still have 19 staff when we're, I guess, dealing with living with COVID now? Obviously that time affected your business. Absolutely. COVID was uh, an absolute curveball that none of us expected, as I'm sure everyone across the world can say. Um, I certainly, it was probably fairly crazy for somebody with my uh, lack of retail experience and lack of bridal experience to, without question, jump in both feet and um, purchase a business as big as Dion for Brides and Bride Selection. Um, If you had told me not only would I do that successfully, but I'd be facing a worldwide pandemic after (laughs) three years, um, I'm not entirely sure it would have been as positive. But uh, looking now back in hindsight and having survived two years of a global pandemic, I can very proudly say that we we have survived and we 
have actually grown during that time. So we are employing more staff than we did pre-pandemic. We worked very hard to make sure that we maintained all of our staff. So we uh, nobody lost their job and that we tried to be a secure workplace that would survive and survive we had, not just survive, but flourish. So that's absolutely something to be proud of and um, exciting because it has been a tough two years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all know the wedding industry got the hit the hardest. We've seen it with florists, stylists. Um, so it's refreshing to hear someone that has been through it, survived and thrived, um, you know, from a business that potentially could have had the opposite effect in terms of, um, you know, brides being unsure whether to purchase gowns or how long they had to delay their wedding. So that's quite amazing. And congratulations to you because I've just seen you flourish in the last two to three years and really just take that next leap of business. So you've got two businesses, obviously, um, DM for Brides, which we spoke about, and then Bridal Selection. What's the difference between the two? Uh, so it's it's very unique to be able to offer two different perspectives to our clients. Um, we have definitely two unique personalities between our customers. The vast majority of our customers, because we're in the same location, will visit both stores. But yeah, we definitely offer a different perspective, different ranges and different gowns in each store. So Dion for Brides, as I said, stock 18 brands, Bride Selection stock uh, different 12 brands. Across the company, we have 30 designers in store. So absolutely the best of the bridal business are located in our building. The Dion customer, we find that they are a confident bride who is very um, assured of their fashion sense and their fashion direction. They are often looking for something a little more unique, whether it be styling or in opulence. They're possibly looking for sometimes a bigger gown. Dion for Brides do stock those very opulent ball gowns that um, you can imagine a fit for our grand ballroom. They also feature stunning modern designs, lots of intricate, delicate beadwork. And obviously they have the more couture range um, offering our Gali Lahab and Vera Wang collections. Bride selection, they're catering, they're more of a traditional romantic bride. They want some of those design elements, but maybe their budget um, needs to be a little bit more reflective or a bit more achievable. But they're also, what's unique about Bride Selection is uh, this year Bride Selection is celebrating their 40th year being in the Perth market. So we're actually starting to see some generational customers that have come in, the daughters are now coming in with their mothers and their mothers are now saying, I got my dress from Bride Selection. So there's a little bit of a um, family tradition starting to happen at Bride Selection, which is lovely and very romantic and adds to the story for those brides. Yeah, that's amazing. So, and I mean, again, a testament to the brand of 40 years of trade in any industry is incredible. And especially when you've been through a pandemic and all the other things that business owners have faced over the last, you know, 40 years, and we're talking technology and systems, everything has just changed. Um, And the bridal market obviously has incredibly changed over that time. So I think that's all you know, incredible. And I love that you actually have two brands as do I, it makes it much easier in terms of marketing. Quite often we get that 
from customers or I get that from my mentoring clients. Should I split my split my businesses because they're clearly different clientele? And generally speaking, I always recommend it. And you're another example of where that's worked incredibly well to have a very much a avatar of the Dion for Brides client and then obviously a very strong avatar for the bridal selection customer. So what would you say has had the biggest impact on growth in terms of marketing for you? I know you've done a lot of marketing exercises. You've tried many things. You've honed in. Um, You know, I've always loved that about you. You are very much embracive of the fact that you need to market, to expand, to grow. You know, your energy in that area is incredible. So what what would you say is the biggest impact or what do you find is the biggest return? I think the biggest uh, change that we've made across the um, time in the business my time in the business has been our investment into events and VIP experiences. I think that initially um, that was a scary prospect to be investing in something that um, was all about brand awareness and you wouldn't necessarily see the immediate return for the dollar value spent. However, I do feel we have been very strategic in our marketing of our couture designers most significantly Um, We have worked very hard also to expand our in-house collection to ensure that Perth brides have as much choice as brides in Sydney or London or New York or Los Angeles or Paris. We want to bring those unique and incredible collections to Perth. By bringing exposure to these collections and to these brands that we stock in-house via these events, we have shown our market that we're able to deliver this customer couture experience and help every Perth bride achieve a the same choice as any bride any in any major city in the world. So I think, and I think that's amazing. And I know um, you and I did a event going back, God, it was probably three years now, where I think, was that the first time you'd stocked Gali Alaha? Or uh, Gali Alaha has always been stocked in-house, but we had a very, very small collection. I think when I first took over the store, we housed only four gowns in our Galia Lahave collection range. We also had the benefit of trunk shows visiting twice a year, but it was a much smaller um, part of our market yeah. uh, since taking over the business. Um, that's definitely been a significant investment into that. And we now have over 20 gowns in our Galia Lahave collection. We have seen expansion in sales and it's just gone from strength to strength. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, I think um, maybe if you explain a little bit about Galia, because it is incredible and what makes it one of the world's most prestigious brands. So Galia Lahav is an incredible Israeli designer, um, absolutely known as the queen of bridal couture. She has been worn by the likes of Beyonce, um, Katy Perry, uh, so many um, brands like Lady Gaga, uh, so many incredible um, personalities and celebrities have worn and sought out. Paris Hilton recently was married in a Galia Lahav gown. So, yeah, clientele second to none. Um, when anybody wants the best of the best, Galia Lahav is always at the forefront of one of the brands that people are after. So to have that located in Perth, is absolutely incredible for Perth brides. It is. And then the price point on a Galia gown between this is a ball. It car. ranges. Galia have a, a few different collections within their range. So their um, most affordable options is around between four and six thousand dollars. That's the Preda Porter and range that is in incredibly um, achievable for many brides. 
Then we move into their gala collection, which is their ready-to-wear collection, and that price point starts around $8,000, moving upwards of to $12,000. And then their Galia Le Havre Couture collection, which is the absolute ultimate in couture design, that retails from around $12,000 and can go all the way up to over $30,000. Yeah, so that's just an insight because I know when I worked with you on it, we did this incredible um, photo shoot campaign that we did in King Street here, which was just beautiful with the girls wearing um, that particular collection. And then we launched it and we had an event, a runway in this old building in King Street, which um, is a historical kind of area of Western Australia. And it was just incredible. And I think that's a really interesting thing that you bring up events as such a great way to market your business, because from a PR perspective, we always recommend it to the point we include it in our packages. I know the value of an event, but for a client to actually understand the and measure the success of an event, it's incredibly hard. So that's a huge thing when doing events, I guess, for those listening. Events are something that you measure the success on for the next 12 months. People will save the photos from the event on the phone. They'll create brand awareness. It is a really hard thing to pinpoint and measure the success of it. But obviously, you doing repeated events, you've known that that definitely brings attention to your brand, brings new interest, and now it's become a vital part of your marketing strategy. Absolutely. It's uh, an incredibly scary initial first step to be spending. To run an event can be uh, incredibly expensive and to do it well, an incredibly expensive way of marketing. However, it is immeasurable and that's also what makes it so scary because you don't see the immediate value. It's important to focus long-term, look at that data, not just in the Well, for us, not in 12 months, those photos from that event and the marketing benefit that we've gained from that event are still current and representative of the brand and what we can offer years later. So three years later, those are still relevant in today's world. And the benefit of that event, we still have customers talking about seeing um, images on social media or even the ones that we have on our website. And it's from that event It's definitely immeasurable, but through the eyes of a longer term, we look back and we can see it was absolutely important and essential. And that's why we will continue to invest in events strategically throughout the life cycle while we're involved in PR and marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, also those event photos and photos from the campaign, the photo shoot that we did, they were actually shared on the Gali Lahar Instagram, which has, I think, over 1.6 or even more followers. I think they're up to around 2 million now. Yeah. So I, that was incredible. I saw those photos being reposted and shared globally, which only brings more prestige back to Dion for brides, which was just such an incredible thing when you nail the photography campaign and you also then nail an event that followed basically three weeks later. Plus, we had the media pick it up here in Western Australia. It was a really powerful combination and I think that really was highlighting Dion and the fact that it could actually house some of these incredible prestigious brands, which brings me on to your latest announcement, which I'm so excited because I know how hard you have worked to actually acquire this brand. But Vera Wang, you are the first stockers of Vera Wang in Western Australia and is it correct, one of two in Australia? One of four. So we are the only stockist in WA. Um, There is also a stockist in Queensland, in in New South Wales and in Melbourne, in Victoria. Amazing. And so when looking to acquire Vera Wang, was there certain, um, you know, achievements you had to achieve before the brand would consider? I mean, obviously, they certainly do not give Vera Wang to anyone. 
Absolutely. So once we heard whispers of a Vera Wang Bride collection, we just knew we had to be part of it. Having such a well-known designer be part of any of the collection with this iconic name was just such an exceptional opportunity. And we're so extremely proud to be excited and excited to bring this collection to Perth to work with Vera Wang brand and to be one of the only stockists in Australia is just, yeah, has been an incredible, incredible um, experience in the last six months. For us to be considered to be a stockist of Vera Wang, we had to have a reputable brand. It had to be well-known. We had to be renowned in our own space. We also had to be able to say that we had other iconic designers in our collection. Vera Wang did not want to be the only and the most iconic in store. It was important that there were aligned brands so that they were with a like-for-like representation. We also had to have a high Google ranking. We had to have an aesthetic to our website that was aligned with the brand. And we had to know that our branding was going to be representative of the Vera Wang bride. Wow. And isn't that just an insight into everyone that when you're actually at that level and you're looking to pitch to big brands and, you know, I know very similar, um, there's rumours that McLaren is coming to Western Australia, which is a very fast, expensive car. But the same thing, it's kind of literally our pretender and all these dealerships are bidding for this to actually bring it into Western Australia. But that's what these huge, big global brands take into association when they're actually going to give their brand to a local business or an established um, local business. So I think it's a really interesting thing and not many people would be privy to that information that it can take a long time to actually achieve that recognition that you would actually um, represent the brand in the right way, the experience would be what Vera Wang would expect for someone to be treated with if they're experiencing and trying on a Vera Wang gown. And obviously, um, Dion for Brides has ticked all those boxes. So I just think that's incredible. Congratulations. Having Vera Wang in Perth is just, yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, the media here has picked it up and spoke about it. It, it shouldn't be taken lighthearted. It's a huge achievement to bring Vera Wang into Western Australia. No, it's an incredible opportunity and, um, yeah, we're just so thrilled to be able to offer it to Perth Brides. It's an amazing collection and to have that design choice when you're shopping for your wedding gown is just amazing. It is, it is. And so let's change tack here and talk about your online store, which I find fascinating. And, I mean, in full transparency, we help you with your PR and marketing, so I've had a really privileged insight into how the online store works and, um, you know, how people discover you. But I just think it's amazing because going back 10 years ago when I got married, or even if we go back further, to buy a gown online would have been just such a high risk and just something most, probably 90% of brides would never have entertained. Whereas now it seems to be a growing industry, especially for brides that have seen something maybe in a magazine or on social media, and they're specifically wanting a gown and trying to track it down. So tell me about the online space. When did it launch? How many gowns have you got on there? And what do you find from the consumer that is actually now buying their gowns online? Uh, Yeah, well, we recognised that it was an unstoppable direction that online shopping had. It was a juggernaut that was just a freight train that we couldn't stop. So we thought we had to get on board. 
Uh, we did, however, recognise that uh, buying a bridal gown is a largely emotional experience and people do want to come in and they want to feel it's about, and we always say it's not necessarily um, how you look in a gown, it's how you feel in a gown. So we also recognise that whilst there was this presence for online shopping and this thirst for it, it was important to be strategic in the way that we launched it because of those emotional connections that people want when trying on a bridal gown. Coincidentally, we probably launched our online website just around the same time the pandemic started. So that certainly helped us um, know that we were heading in the right direction because when we were facing with store-wide lockdowns and shutdowns where we physically couldn't open our stores due to government restrictions, it certainly encouraged our positioning was on the right track. We do believe that buying a bridal gown can be like buying any other piece of clothing. And I sometimes think that our clients and customers forget that. They are great shoppers and they buy clothes regularly and all the time. And when they walk into our store, they think that the bridal gown experience will be suddenly a unique piece of clothing like nothing else that they've ever tried on before where we say, you know your body and you know the silhouettes that work for you and you know what you feel about fit and fabric and what you you like when you're looking online at things. So we say trust yourself and trust those instincts. We have regular gowns shipped um, all over Australia, all over the world, and we have the exclusivity within our brands in WA. So being able to reach customers in the far north or the deep south or the western parts of WA without needing to travel to Perth to purchase a gown is an incredible advantage of our website. So while we do appreciate that there's brides who can't physically visit us in store and it's a great way for them to still be part of the Dion for Brides experience, that many clients need that connection. And so, of course, the balance for us is important between maintaining what we can offer online and also what you can't experience unless you're personally in store. And we try to accommodate that balancing act as best we can, which is where we step up our customer service. So any online inquiry, we will handle um, any questions over the phone or via email, we'll send pictures of gowns to brides we will dress gowns on mannequins so they can see close-up details and take in-house videos so that brides get the idea of movement and feel and it's been successful we've sold a variety of gowns online from sample gowns right through to our couture collection galila half gowns which have been sold only from pictures and without brides ever having tried the gown on Each of these customers have the confidence to do so because they know what they love and they trust our expert knowledge and brand and designer fit, um, the customer support we offer, as I spoke about, and we are absolutely confident that we can deliver a gown that they love. And I just think that's amazing. And you touched on experience there. And I know how much you love and invest in your business in terms of experience. Like the Dion for Bright experience is very unique. And I think that shows that you have had countless happy brides that have bought online. So the experience doesn't stop in store. Like you're explaining, the experience online is as vital to your business when a bride is coming via the online service to buy the gown, like you dressing it in mannequins, showing them. And I just think that's just you know, an incredible turning point or you can absolutely access a gown and then um, you obviously purchase the gown and then can have it altered where you live. If it slightly needs tailing, that would be generally how it works, wouldn't it? 
Absolutely. And we can offer that support in alteration guidance. We can have a good indication based on measurements that are provided to us, how a gown may be fitting or where alterations may be required. Also, just our knowledge in structure and fit of a gown, we we kind of know where things will need to go. Of course, each unique fit is different from client to client, but our customer support doesn't finish once we sell the gown and ship it to you. So they can certainly call and um, we can support them through that process whilst we are not physically there and able to do it ourselves. Yeah, and I, I, you were just explaining there was a Galia gown and I think that's, you know, it's not just, um, you know, there's, expensive gowns that are being shipped online. I think that's another thing that, you know, can actually surprise a lot of people that people are investing five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars in gowns and purchasing them online. And some people are anxious about going into a bridal store as well. So maybe that's also another alternative for someone that would be more comfortable, you know, shopping online, drawing their own conclusions and then purchasing a gown from that experience. So I just think it's a really interesting diversification of your business. And I think it's amazing. I know it is absolutely your experience as well that is actually helping these brides online choose the perfect gown so that's quite amazing and then I wanted to talk a little bit about um you actually which I think is really interesting and we've highlighted on your social media we did a reel on it about that you don't allow uh, brides to take photos in store of their gowns and I think this is a really interesting thing but I absolutely understand the reason you do it so do you want to share a little insight of to that because I think that's an interesting conversation and now that I've understood it I completely understand why you shy away from letting people take photos of their gowns when they're trying on. Yeah with the change of again everyone's shopping habits and everyone has a phone um, smartphone in their hand usually in their hand while they're shopping so of course the natural progression is that everyone has a change room photo and they can't possibly decide how they feel about something until they're looking back at a photo of them in the gown. Uh, We have tried uh, to allow photos. Um, Traditionally, it was always never a photo opportunity because it was more of a designer copyright issue. There was too many instances in years gone by where people would try on gowns, take the things that they loved to a dressmaker and try and recreate. So obviously there's a copyright issue with designers. So that was traditionally where the no photos historically came from. Obviously with the increase in smartphones, people's experiences, they wanted the ability to take a photo. We did allow this for a short time, but we just found that it wasn't helpful at the end of the day. And so now it's our firm belief that it is not how you look in the change room photo that is going to help you make the decision about the gown. It's how you feel in the moment. And too often when we did allow photos, what would end up happening is we would have a flurry of stressed out brides phone us the following week. Um, They would zoom in on the photos. They would see the gown that wasn't fitting them properly. They're in um, incorrect lighting. The color may appear different than the reality because That is just a standard problem. You ever take a photo of any fabric um, with a phone and it is absolutely not how it appears in real life. So the gown's not fitting you properly. It's not in the correct position. It's not in the correct light. Um, It may not even be in your right size. So, of course, that's going to make you feel nervous with those photos. And so then they would come back in, they would retry the gown, they would remind themselves despite the bad photos that they had on their phone that, you know, stressed them out, 
that no, it was actually the gown they loved and they were reminded. So we just made the decision that it wasn't that helpful and we had to trust our expert knowledge. We don't get married once, we get married about 60 times a week because we have (laughs) the customers coming through. So we've got to use that expert knowledge and our experience and we are here to assist brides. And of course, once you've purchased your gown, the copyright changes. It's absolutely um, important for you to have that memory if you want. But in our um, incredible experience and vast knowledge um, and also talking to designers, it's it's not helpful. Who, whoever has a change room photo of themselves that they just think that they look amazing. So why would that be any different with a bridal photo? So it's about how you feel in the moment and we encourage brides to focus on that and not focus on hundreds of photos at the end of a busy Saturday um, in gowns that they had already decided that they hated. Why would you want a photo of that? (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that. So that's exactly how you explained it to me. And I was like, you know what? You're exactly right. When I try something on and I think, oh my God, I feel amazing. You know, it's back to that spark joy thing, you know, it sparks joy. I feel a million dollars. And then if I take a photo in my closet or even in a change room and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweaty. I've just tried on a hundred other things. You know, I'm tired. I haven't done my hair, my makeup. And all that starts to play into your mindset and that's where your mindset shifts. So I absolutely, absolutely love you've made a stand on this. And I know when we shared it as a real, it did really well as in people commenting and saying, oh, that's not fair. But actually when you realize the mindset behind why you do it, you absolutely have the bride's best interest at heart. And we've all heard of bride sellers. And, you know, that certainly fuels it when they're looking at photos of them, not in their best light. And then that's where the doubt starts to creep in. So I'm all with you on that one. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's great. We're, we're forcing the stand and just make a decision without, without an iPhone in your hand. It's yeah. all about how you feel. And absolutely. And when you look back on your wedding photos, that's what you're going to remember is what you looked like on your day, not like what you look like standing there in the change room, like you say, with a gown that's too big that you've got pulled in because that's not your size that you're actually going to wear on the day and with your hair and makeup not done. So I think that was just such an important point to um, talk about because I love how strong you've been on it. And when I first heard you say that, I was like, what? Why wouldn't you? And then your knowledge and your experience of explaining it to us, I was like, oh my God, you're so right. So I absolutely love that. So that was really important to um, talk about. we changed mind on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now I'm definitely Team Lisa and Dion for Brian. what would you say is the average spend for brides that you're finding at the moment in the industry in Australian market I would guess Uh, we see different representations of uh, average spend across both of our um, stores so I would say that starting with our couture range if you're in that couture market you're looking at upwards of around an average $10,000 spend day on for brides uh, in just our general designer um, area our customers would spend uh, probably between four and six thousand would be the average spend, and then at bride selection, we would see our average spend between two and four thousand. Yeah, amazing, and I think that's such an important insight as well because different people have different budgets, and I, I mean we are very responsible in terms of Instagram weddings once were shared to close friends and families. Now it's very much this huge event that you want to have the uh, many people want to have this Instagram wedding and these gowns. And, you know, we're seeing some people wear one, two, potentially even three grounds. One of our designers here in Western Australia, Natalie Rolt, recently got married. She wore three outfits over the course of the evening, which, I mean, God, if I was a designer, why not? But I think that's a really interesting trend we're seeing emerge all. It's not even a trend. It's been around for a very long time. 
And we saw Meghan Markle do it. She got changed after her wedding into her leaving outfit. Are you noticing that starting to reemerge again, that people will have two gowns or an after outfit? Absolutely. And it also comes down to how much they love a gown. We have definitely had brides that um, have come in with a mindset that they're going to wear more than one gown. They're having a ceremony. It's going to be in this sort of location, but then they recognize that they want to be able to have a little bit more fun at the end of the night and a bit more dancing and wearing a grand big ball gown with a huge train sometimes might not be um, how they envisage the um, fun celebration part of the night happening so that they will look for a different gown. That being said, they have come in with the mindset of that and then they fall in love with a gown that they were least expecting and they are so in love with it. They say, well, you know what? I can't ever imagine wanting to take this off. So they will then just be content with having that one gown. If you feel that amazing in that gown, then of course, why would you want to? But that's where we have the beauty of being able to experiment with styling. We can add an overskirt. We can look at possibly some detachable straps or sleeves that completely change up the look. And it's definitely a trend that has overwhelmed the bridal industry in the last two years where there's many more options for the one gown than were traditionally available. So we are seeing detachable trains and bows and straps and gowns can go from being long sleeved to thin straps and big skirts can go to slim gowns underneath and we're having additional splits added and yeah there's all sorts of incredible things that can be done to give people those choices however there is always the opportunity to uh, wear more than one gown and that's why we have such a huge array of budgets within our store we think it's extremely important to be transparent in pricing Um, We ask brides up front about their budget so that we are never showing them a gown that they don't want to fall in love with. That's a feeling that none of us would like. So we will take those elements of a gown that somebody is loving and um, we will find a price point that they're comfortable with. And designers work with us to do so. We can show different features that um, bring gowns down into a price that you're more comfortable with paying. So that's that's fabulous. And that's why also it's really important to speak with us personally or to visit us in the store because just asking online via an email, like how much is this gown, doesn't necessarily give us the opportunity to show you that if that gown is outside of your budget, then maybe there's something that we can do um, within a similar collection that has all the features that you love in a budget that you want to be in or vice versa. Um, if there's features that you're loving and, you know, you, you're you unaware of designers, we can show you the alternatives. So that's why it's really important not to just ask a black and white question and how much is this gown and then dismiss it. Um, oh, yeah, I can afford it or no, I can't. But to come and visit us in store and we work with you to make sure that you are getting all those design elements that you love in a price that you are happy paying. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so vital because um, we've got another client that um, the Diamond Collective and we manage their social media as well. And we see the DMs come in and say, how much is that ring? And then, then it goes cold and it's like, well, actually they are very good like you. It's all about experience. Um, I guess that's the brands we try to attract in the PR agency because we're all about experience, but they are straight back going, look, it is this budget, this price, but tell us what you want, you know, and they find an alternative exactly like what you're saying if it's not within budget. So I think that's a really key takeaway for everyone that if you have a lead coming to your business and it is a very open and shut question, there is always room 
room to actually draw that potential customer in via the experience and then explain about your diversifying solutions, whether it be a more affordable dress or a more affordable diamond. It's all relative. So moving forward into marketing, let's go back to that. Um, you use a number of marketing strategies in your players, obviously SEO, um, advertising. I'm presuming you would have done Facebook ads at some point, email marketing. What do you find the most powerful or do you find it takes a full circle approach? Oh, without question, a full circle approach. Um, it would be, yeah, it would be impossible for me to say what is more important over the other. I am a huge believer in reaching out to experts within each individual field and working with them. And that is why I work with some of the best SEO companies. Um, I work with yourself. It, it's important to encompass it all. There's no point being successful in bringing customers to your website with great Google rankings and incredible SEO if then your website is very user-unfriendly and ugly and actually a terrible experience once you're there. So you have to utilise experts in each field to make sure that that user experience is incredible. There's no point spending large amounts of money on print advertising if you know that your customers are largely online-based and find us through Instagram. So it's really important to use that full circle approach. Um, That allows us to strive for excellence across all areas and make sure that we get great results working across every single avenue of marketing and PR. You know, I thought you were going to say that, (laughs) which is great because you are definitely someone that has the full circle approach and you can see that in your growth and expansion that has certainly contributed to it. And I mean, even this morning, I got an email from someone that said, you know, we want you to do Facebook ads. We want you to do SEO. We want you to do our PR, our marketing. And I'm like, you're looking for a unicorn. That person, that is not one person. That is six different skill sets. And she just couldn't get it in her head. And I'm like, I can do the socials and PR, but I can't do SEO. I can't do Facebook ads. I don't, that's not my area of expertise. And actually from a business perspective as well, it's kind of smart to have different experts coming into your business because they're going to exceed in those particular areas. Like obviously our strength is marketing as in email marketing and strategies and then PR, but we don't pretend to do something that we don't. So like you're saying, it's great to have experts as well, but that also frees up your time. I know how incredibly busy you are. You know, you're also running a team of 19. You've got two different stores. I know you've got other expansion plans in um, your mind right now and you're implementing them. You know, that's all time that you don't have to do. So I think uh, even in my business, I outsource certain aspects. Like I was saying before, my podcast, I've now found a podcast producer that is completely taking what we're recording here today and doing it all for me because I don't know anything about podcasting. I know how to record and how to interview. But other than that, it's really important to recognize as soon as you get going in business and you actually get a little bit of capital behind to actually then start looking out to expand and outsource to experts to actually grow your business. And like you're saying, that really has been a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's so important that to work with experts that um, you can trust because it's very important that I can leave that area of my business to those experts and know that they have it in hand. I don't need to support them in the work that they're doing. If there's a problem, they come to me, we mix things up, we change direction, and then I leave it to them again. There's no value in me having to do the work behind the scenes to support the work being done. So utilising experts in their field and trusting that they um, have it in hand and I don't have to think about it again is um, definitely advice that I would offer 
fellow business owners is make sure you're working with the, the experts that you can trust so you're not actually doing the work behind the scenes as well. Yeah, absolutely. They might to make your life easier, not harder. And if you're going to have to go back and micromanage and tell them what to do and give them ideas, well, then that's not a great use of your time or your budget in your business. So I think that that is such a valid point as well. Absolutely. So you're off to Barcelona. Tell us about that. I am so excited. I oh, it's so exciting. It's, it's going to be my first trip outside of WA since the beginning Woo-hoo. of the pandemic. I haven't traveled since 2019. Um, and so, yeah, it's an incredible opportunity. I did go to this event back in 2019. It was just such an incredible chance to meet with designers, network with other industry professionals. It's an opportunity to connect with the best in the bridal business. Everyone who's anyone in bridal is going to be in Barcelona this year. They're seeing it as a little bit of a celebration. Largely, many of the bridal events have been cancelled. Um, and this has definitely been touted as one of the largest opportunities for the bridal industry to meet again after a very stressful two years. Um, it's going to be bigger than ever, and the opportunity to meet with those designers is just second to none. It was so valuable last time I was there. Uh, you get to discuss their inspiration about the collections that are on show. We'll be witnessing and seeing live all the unveiling of the 2023 collections. You can talk about their design choices. You can understand their fabric selection. You can talk about current and future trends. And what I also find super valuable is that I can actually discuss what is relevant and resonates in the Perth market so that I can let firsthand the designers know what Perth brides are looking for and what works differently to other areas of the world. And they can then take that feedback and they use and apply it to their new collections. And we've seen that in collections gone by that our voice is valued in the bridal world and having that connection, which you we try to maintain over Zoom. But yeah, it's just unbelievably exciting to be able to have those face-to-face conversations with the best of the best in the bridal world. And I think, so Lisa's is off to Barcelona Bridal Fashion Week, or is that what it's called? Correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in April, which is just incredible. I fortunately, one of my career highlights, I which went to New York Bridal Fashion Week with a client a few years ago. And just to be surrounded by the designers and other industries that are complementary to the bridal industry, to actually be able to see the gowns, um, it is just such an incredible experience. And it also, I think it excels you in terms of growth and strategy and marketing because you're seeing what people in other parts of the world are doing with their branding and the designers. I'm just so envious. It was just such an incredible experience. Oh, it's so exciting. And it is. It's great. It's, it's amazing to be able to talk to other boutique owners. You can see what is um, working well in all parts of the world. You can be inspired by things that other bridal designers are doing, other bridal boutique owners are doing. You can see new collections that we don't stock. I'm always on the lookout for some new and fabulous collection that um, we can add to our collection and it will bring value to our branding in Perth. Um, there's always gaps in the market and we're always on the lookout and this is the perfect opportunity to see firsthand what works and what doesn't and it's very true in bridal what works in uh, the US might not necessarily resonate in Australia Um, sometimes that's true of even Australia what works in Sydney won't work in Perth what works in Melbourne doesn't work in Perth uh, so we we get the opportunity to meet and talk and find out and I'm a big believer in um networking and liaising with those other bridal brands. I don't see them as competitors. I see them as 
we can grow from each other and we can take our unique perspectives to be better and offer all customers around the world a, a, a more premium experience. Yeah, which is incredible. And Barcelona is the biggest bridal week in um, or event in the world. It's bigger than New York, we later found out, which um, it's just incredible. And so I just think that's amazing. I mean, it's in April. It's not far away. You're heading off and your first overseas. Do you go alone just out of curiosity? I am going alone. So it'll be fast paced. Uh, I'm only going for, I think, three nights. So I will hit the ground running with um, the first fashion show is a very exclusive event on Friday. Um, Yeah, it will be a full stage production. Uh, It will be like yeah, incredible. I can't even imagine what it would be like. Last time there were people flying through the air on ropes and smokes and fireworks. And so it's just going to be grand. And I think it's going to be a celebration of the last two years of everyone being locked down and not connecting. And um, the designers are desperate to meet with all of us. We're desperate to meet with the designers. I think the fashion shows, because we've had two years of cancelled events, um, the fashion shows are just going to be a conglomeration of all these incredible ideas that people have been sitting on for two years and I think it's all going to explode in Barcelona and we're just going to see some amazing things and I can't wait to bring it all back firsthand for Perth Brides. That is incredible. So we're going to wrap up with um, three questions you have for me like we normally do on the Passion to Profit podcast. So I haven't been privy to these questions and obviously I know Lisa well, Lisa knows me, we do her PR and marketing, so I can't wait to see what she has for me. Okay, well, I'm all about learning. So, of course, the first question that I have is a little maybe... um, self-centered but what (laughs) what do you think is the number one marketing or PR adjustment that I can do today to give my business a boost yeah I think um a virtual event so although we have launched um Vera Wang on in media and we've launched on social medias it's certainly on your website I think the next thing would be to actually have a virtual event in store and get people to um you know join the virtual event do it in the evening and then just have models demo, uh, wearing the gowns, showing the movement, showing back and forth. And this can transcend into, into any business at the moment. It's very easy and it can be very quick to actually announce that you're having a virtual event, give it a 24-hour window, get people to sign up for the guest list, which is virtual obviously, and then actually have a 45-minute. Um, you can do that live on Instagram or you can actually do it on a webinar situation. But I just feel virtual events are certainly something that we're seeing emerging as a trend, but I'm also seeing such incredible feedback in terms of sales and purchase and PR and marketing from a virtual event. Amazing. I'll get working. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> okay, my second question is on the event line. Um, so with the what do you think is the future of events? You may have already given it away with um, the answer to the first question, but do you think that as we come out of this pandemic that there will be a surge in promotions as people look to celebrate and reconnect? Yeah, so the interesting thing is we work in corporate a lot as well. So that is larger accounts like Westfield, Mercedes-Benz, um, that kind of room. They have held budgets for events for two years now. 
So what we're finding is that budget is still sitting there and they are just waiting to push that button and do a huge event to launch them back onto the scene, um, an in-person event. From a business point of view or a smaller business point of view, definitely in-person events will return. There is nothing as valuable as having an in-person event. Even a virtual event is great, but there is nothing like touching, seeing, feeling and experiencing that actual event and store and the PR it gives. But we are in a, you know, a challenging time at the moment, especially as we record this in West Australia. Borders are open. COVID is starting to come into our community. We know we've um, postponed three events this month, rather large ones. So I think we're going to see a resurgence of in-person events. And I can't wait to start attending in-person events and obviously hosting them. And then as a backup and also as a complimentary um, experience to perhaps people that don't want to attend or can't attend, the virtual events will run continuously. I think that's here to stay throughout the year and it's not the events investment we see on a large-scale store opening or a large-scale um, PR event for a brand or uh, activation. Exciting. I can't wait. Sounds all amazing. Okay, and last question is a little bit more out there. So um, a bit more inspirational. So tell me what inspires you about PR marketing, why you love working with some of the top brands in Perth. I think that's a lovely question. I love that question. (laughs) No one's ever asked me that. To me, it's the transformation we can bring. And I feel like a lot of people come to me when they have a block. They know they can be bigger, they can be better, they should be getting more attention, they should have more authority, the media should be looking at them but they do not know how to get in front of those people and they do not know how to create that authority and credibility. And we joke in here and say we're kind of like a renovation company. We will get into that business and we will renovate it and that will start potentially with the website through to the socials. And once we have all that in line, we will then look to do PR. So I think, um, you know, for me, seeing that business and taking it from where they are when they come to us and then over the six months when we transform them and give them a makeover or renovation and then they start getting the attention of the media, then they start getting attention of influencers, their sales increase, their their authority, although it was there before, they knew they were good, we know they're good, other people start to recognise they're good and other people start to talk about them, you know, over lunch. That is just the most incredible feeling that we can help, you know, build their relationships and build their credibility and authority through PR and marketing. So that's what I absolutely love is seeing a business grow and scale and get over that block that a lot of businesses, you know, hit at three to four years because they don't know how to go through to that next tier, which I've done it twice. You've obviously done it in Dion. Um, I know you're about to take another big jump as well. So when you get to that level, you need support. There is no other way past or around that block without reaching out to someone else or having a partner that's pushing and shoving you and supporting you. But generally as a female, that will come reaching through to a mentor or someone like us who does mentoring or PR and marketing to get beyond that. And then, you know, the reward is having other people recognize it and talk about that particular brand. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I love it. And it's, I wholeheartedly agree. So thank you so much for joining me on the Passion to Profit podcast. Let people know where can they find Dion for Brides, where can they find Bridal Selection? Let us know your websites and your Instagram handles. So uh, Dion for Brides is uh, dionforbrides.com.au. Bride Selection is brideselection.com.au. We are, our handles are at Dion for Brides and at Bride Selection. And we would love for people to find us. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, whether you're in person in Perth or whether you're looking for a gown globally, the experience that Dion and Bridal Selection offer is just incredible. So 
absolutely privy yourself to that experience by reaching out to Lisa or one of the team. And you can absolutely do that by DM or by email or obviously set up an appointment to come in store. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Um, It's wonderful to connect. And actually, I've learned a lot about you in this session and I'm sure many others have together as well. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you loved today's episode. I am so passionate about sharing the stories of other business owners and passing on my knowledge and experience from the last 17 years of business ownership. If you enjoyed the Passion to Profit podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a review or you shared it to your Insta stories. Don't forget to tag me at Nikki Milne underscore. In the show notes below, you'll find a link to my new step-by-step marketing audit for your business. Together, we're going to audit your current digital assets, identify your weaknesses, and you'll discover the solutions you need to accelerate growth in your business right now. And did I mention that I am letting you have this complimentary for a limited time only? It is valued at $297. So what are you waiting for? Go to nikkimilne.com forward slash business audit or hit the link in the show notes below. I'll see you there.